Hey everyone, welcome back to Earth Ascending, your favorite podcast for all things human design and consciousness, the expansion of consciousness, and all the powerful shifts we're experiencing here on Earth at this time. Today we are joined by Dr. Samuel Lee, a friend of mine who renders something called the Heart Protocol, and we're going to talk about a number of topics, including his journey of healing, my experience with the Heart Protocol, and what we both see as some of the most important developments and co-creations that we're working on together as a collective here and now on, on Mama Gaia. Welcome, Dr. Sam. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me, brother. Uh, it's a joy uh, to be here. And yeah, one of my favorite things to do these days is have a good conversation, man. So looking forward to it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you just kind of sealed this podcast with a really beautiful prayer that's a big part of your work and your work really taps into, um, I don't know, what would you call the body of work that you tap into? I know it as basically ascension mechanics, you know, it's an awareness of the fact that we have many bodies, not just a 3D body, but many energetic bodies that connect to different aspects and dimensional aspects of our being. But as a whole, what is that uh, collective of consciousness called for people who are going to want to learn more? Yeah, um, personally, uh, I like to call it the eternal life wisdom, uh, the science of the 12-stranded DNA. Some people call it Kalantic science. A lot of people out there talking about biohacking. This is not hacking anything. This is bioregenesis, uh, a remembering uh, some people call it quantum morphogenetic physics, but I like to call it personally just the eternal life wisdom, also known as the truth. Love it. Yes, the eternal life wisdom. And many people know me for my work with human design, and I feel that human design is a really um, useful piece of a greater vision of what bioregenesis is. So I think that human design gives us kind of training wheels and scaffolding to really get our 3D life in order, especially in terms of our awareness of our psyche and the things that kind of protrude in and interfere with us accessing these states of love, compassion, and higher awareness. But I do and have always felt that it's just one piece of a much bigger mosaic. I wouldn't say it's a puzzle, it's more of just a, a pattern. And I've been, I've been connected to this eternal life wisdom tradition in my own ways, in my own experiences, but it's not something that I've been able to, not been not been able to, but it just hasn't been the time for me to share it in that way yet. So this is an exciting conversation also because people are going to get to learn a little bit more of what I'm very passionate about kind of behind the scenes. And it is bioregenesis. This is basically what has possessed me since the beginning of like my spiritual journey is this knowing this this felt knowing that we are not at our full capacity you know and that there's so much more for us to expand into and it's not just in terms of being smarter or faster or stronger or anything that's tied to the the realm of survival it's our ability to tap into more expansive dimensions of what it means to be conscious and what what awareness is and what love is and I don't know it's never been something that's been easy to describe to others whereas I can be very good at talking about other things to people um, it's been something that's just been deeply felt and 
I think that's kind of a similar story to where you began. There was a lot of perhaps trauma or healing that needed to happen for you to make contact and access what was already actually a part of your template and a part of your story. But we had to both move through in our own ways these darker periods. And I know you went through a lot of self-healing, like psychic healing. So to help people understand where you came from, do you want to give us a quick synopsis of just your growth process through healing yourself? Yeah, 100%. So, uh, you know, when, when psychics and astrologers read my chart, oftentimes I'll say, usually like I can tell like the number of lifetimes you've had, but like on my chart, a lot oftentimes I'll say, like, I can't even tell. Like it's, it's so been preparing for this lifetime for a long, 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 long time. And this is, I feel it. Just like you said, it's a feeling, a direct cognition, a cellular knowing this is the lifetime that uh, we have. I feel, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I have prepared for it. And so in this lifetime, um, I was born as, you know, programmed 100% by the strictest religion into all of the religious programming, which tells you that God is separate from you. And if you commit or do certain types of things called sins, it separates you even further through low frequency of guilt and shame. So that was my thing to be born and programmed into this thing. And then literally to go through every single psychiatric symptom. So I could have been labeled with paranoid schizophrenia, uh, called off my wedding in a manic episode, uh, three to four major depressive disorders. And then I became a psychiatrist. So not only did I experience it personally, I actually became a board certified psychiatrist and I still am. And so that's been my path is to experience every psychiatric condition, to become a psychiatrist, and then to sit across from the world's entire problems in LA as a psychiatrist, the entire world's problems was coming in front of me. Like, and at this point I was blending fields and learning the unity of humanity, how to have compassion for each and every person who walks into that office. And then there came a point two weeks before I was about to become a partner at LA's, one of the biggest hospital firms, I learned about intuition. And my intuition, I was skipping lunch, uh, meditating, and it said, you're quitting your job today. And so I quit my job, and everyone thought I was crazy. I went to the beach, and this prayer started praying through me as I was pumping kundalini for like two hours a day. And uh, I was like, for the liberation of all sentient beings, fulfillment of the Emerald Covenant, creation of a new global paradigm of mental health. Show me what I need to see. Tell me what I need to do. And now, you know, according to Dr. Joe's works, and like we all know it's science, I was tickling my third eye, sending out an electric signal, activating the tetrahedron crystals in my third eye. And I was also feeling that magnetic signal with my heart. And like things started happening as I started praying that prayer consistently. And it's led me on this deeply healing journey of becoming a yoga teacher, a breathwork instructor, trips to the Amazon, working with the plant medicines, going to all of the different, you know, uh, going really deep into healing. And that's what led me to the heart protocol. And uh, be careful what you pray for and what signal you send out because the universe will send the, the, the signal back and it will give you everything you need to fulfill your intention. And so, yeah, it's been this thing where now I 100% fully know and believe every dis-ease has an answer. There is a cure for every dis-ease. And, uh, you know, all of these different things like biohacking and going on physical is good. But in indigenous wisdom, they believe there's only one dis-ease, not 20,000 that Western science has created. And that is a disconnection from one's own higher self in quantum morphogenetic physics, your fourth through 12th DNA strands. 
because from there the right thoughts attitudes perceptions frequencies flow in the mind administers that frequency and the heart feels it as emotion and then the word these frequencies metaphysics the cause actually the word becomes flesh so these frequencies actually become the proteins the building blocks of the body and less than one percent of disease is congenital which means more than 99 percent are coming from the environment signaling the genes and activating different things and so in this heart protocol, it's for me personally, uh, the reason I'm traveling the world sharing it is because it's the, it's the best way I've found so far how to reconnect people in a safe, consistent way to their higher self. And from there, we're seeing things that Western science calls miracles, but it's not miracles, it's science. They're literally going into a frequency where their higher self resides and bringing back codes and remembering thoughts, new levels of perceptions, which are then being, we have to integrate that into the 3D which can then uh, propel someone onto a, a healing or a higher timeline. Absolutely. That's very much what I experienced um, tapping into the heart protocol and, and all it had to offer. But first, I want to kind of paint a picture for the listeners about this, this uh, process of bioregenesis and reconnecting to the fourth to the twelfth strand of DNA because I think it's, it's obviously incredibly important. So w our planet has been moving through periods of heightened levels of frequency and vibration. And our DNA is a transducer. It's almost like a musical instrument of frequency and vibration. So the collective has been feeling this sense that something is happening. They've been having, people have been having more experiences of perhaps tapping into that higher cognition and channeling that through and being like, oh wait, there's so much more to me. There's so much more that I know, feel, I'm capable of, um, there's just more to me than this world has conditioned me to believe. And that's a huge part of human design is kind of peeling away uh, manually the conditioning that has been applied to us here in this life and life's prior. But the heart protocol is really amazing because it's much more efficient. You know, it's taking that direct line back up to the higher self. It's not having to go through seven years of cellular deconditioning and having to... Um, like I said, manually kind of reverse engineer all your issues, which can be fruitful for the right person. It's, you know, to each their own path. But what's happening as a, as a collective consciousness for us right now is that the higher capacities, the higher functioning capacities of our DNA is coming back online. There's many stories we could go into as to why it was not at its highest level uh, of functioning, but that's not for today's discussion. But I think that this global expansion in yogic sciences, fascination with astrology and other things like that, these are all tools that people are beginning to see more, more connectivity and more clarity through, but they're still kind of just on the surface of what, we, what we're really capable of. And then there's the people that are purely on the biohacking side that are very much about the body and optimizing the body and optimizing the results, kind of, of the body. And from my experience, the heart protocol is kind of a bridge between these two things. It was both very elevating and it took me to an experience of higher guidance and kind of like guides or ancestors, as one might call them, as well as put me deeper into my body than maybe I've ever felt before, which was very surprising and um so 
let's just go deeper here as to what's actually happening when somebody is partaking in this particular kind of protocol or journey and how does that relate to us coming back online with our fourth to twelfth strands of DNA? Yeah. Um, so every DNA strand is a bandwidth of frequency. It's a level of mind, a level of perception, and it's a dimension. And, and the universe is mathematical. So mm -hmm. when God made man in his image, it wasn't a guy with a dope-ass beard like you sitting up uh, in, in the sky. It was actually a mathematical formulation, which is base 12. And so there's 12 stranded DNA, 12 months of the year, uh, 12 apostles, if you want to call it. And so it's this mathematical sequence. And so 12, um, you know, 12 if you want to say, you know, the fourth, fifth, and sixth strand of DNA, according to quantum morphogenic physics, is your soul. A carbon, crystalline, less dense version of us existing right now. And like you said, the DNA is a musical uh, transducer of frequency which projects our hologram. And so in the heart protocol, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to quiet the mind. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is in your heart. And so through different sacred tools, medicines, uh, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, where actually the frequency coming from the heart is now we quiet the mind through a precursor and we open the heart and heart math institute can measure five to 15 feet in all directions. This kingdom or queendom Jesus talked about, there's frequency carrying information, radiating and oscillating. And in order to jump from the third dimension into an, another density level, if you want to call it, you have to produce a certain amount of uh, torque or energy and so we're creating this energy through the power of the heart and we're oscillating into a multi-dimensional space it was not the war on drugs it was the war on consciousness and so now as you start oscillating and radiating into a multi-dimensional space we quiet down the rear default mode network the ego the epigenetic overlay the rear. and so once the ego is quiet the mind is quiet the, the heart is open Boom, and then we quiet down the rear default mode network using a glutamate receptor antagonist. It's all precise based upon the weight and uh, intuition and mathematics. Then the person can literally listen to sacred music, have an eye mask on, and literally they'll have the energy needed to make and form a clear connection with their higher self. And once, you know, you can say, I am love. But, you know, I had a 77-year-old guy who used to go to church all the time, a, a grandfather, come out of his ceremony after going to church and say, for the first time in my life, I actually felt the love of God. And it's one thing to speak it, but it's another thing to direct cellular knowing and feel it. And once you know you are multidimensional, once you have that experience, once you know you cannot not know, and if you don't know, now you know, right? So that's why this protocol is cool. Because like, uh, and I love administering it because there's that moment when someone first connects their soul. I mean, you're, you're a veteran in the space, so you probably had that experience many times. But for, for people who've never had that experience, boom, they connect. And it's like that moment is priceless because it's like, yes, you, are, you have a multidimensional soul. You are unconditional love. You are a badass. You are eternal. And now you know. Absolutely. And he, from, from what my, I experienced, it's not just you know, um, it's you feel and you, you, you get a chance to embody this. So it's as if 
these frequencies are suddenly high definition surround sound in all of your cells or every atom or every quark of your being and you're just booming through with the presence of your source you know we could say like your localized source or your offshoot of source and there's so much ability for that to just kind of like a fire hose like blast through all that stuff in the epigenetic overlay that is so sticky and mirror-like and like kind of almost smoke and mirrors and we can do so much work here in the third dimension to try and overcome that but then it just like whack-a-mole pops up in other places in my experience this it, this way of connecting just kind of it, it that stuff doesn't stand a chance when the higher self is truly in the room and it's also fascinating because many of us you know throughout our life experiences whether it's in the dream state or just mystical experiences or medicine journeys we get glimpses or hints that we may not even register as what they are you know we may, we may experience our higher self as someone else in a dream or something that we don't understand or something that you know was just uncanny or interesting but then like in the in this heart protocol it's kind of like oh that part that mystical character in my life was actually me you know that there was a higher version of me reaching out to me reminding me of what's really true for me and that's something that i feel that other kind of medicine type experiences that i've had didn't offer the same conclusive confirmation like there was still mystery and integration and like what was that or who were they or what what was the real purpose behind this this felt very i mean there's obviously integration but it felt cohesively coherent in that moment in the experience and coming out of it that showed me okay i can't deny this like that was me and this is where i come from and it was also extremely surprising like the experience that i had because it 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 involved ancestral beings that do not look like me as i look like here in my earth form at all and but that's been an interesting journey to unpack that and explore that and if anyone's curious that's listening you can ask me about it and i'll tell you about it so um yeah so we're all kind of um at critical mass here and in human design technology we see 2027 as a real turning point in consciousness because there is a genetic mutation very literally that's going to complete its multi thousand year process of a mutation um and it's going to activate and facilitate a new dimension of awareness in these bodies so it's almost as if from the year 1781 until 2027 we have been incarnating in these transitory forms we are nine centered humans so we're no longer the seven centered seven chakra beings of the past those are the ones that were responsible for like you know the mass wars and religious wars and global conflicts and the conquering of the earth's uh, colonization all that they were very aggressive the seven centered human was kind of either super aggressively dominating or obsessed with leaving the body leaving behind everything that's corporeal and earthly and reconnecting to the mystical almost like um withdrawing from life. So as we entered the year 1781 and we discovered Uranus for the first time in this round, 
we entered into these new mutated forms, these nine-centered bodies that were no longer so strategic and focused as the seven-centered and it's like kind of limit, limitation of its like agenda. So we gained a new quality of receptivity to our environment. We opened up the possibility for another, like more depth of cognition. And as we approach 2027, this kind of build-out process within our emotional system will have been completed, allowing, to, allowing us to manifest this entire new dimension of, of awareness. In the past, we've known it as emotion. And emotion can be murky, it can be subjective, it can be dramatic, it can be, it just lacks clarity. Post-2027, we open up to that same emotional system finally being able to be the primary awareness system. So leaving behind the mind, it'll still be a part of the picture, but it's not going to be the primary way that we take in life. And the mind is very, you know, obsessed with survival. It's got limitations. It's a beautiful guide and tool in a way, but it has serious limitations and we can see that all around us. So as we move into this new emotionally based awareness, we get to lose the I, we get to lose the ego, we get to lose the, the illusion of separateness, basically. And we get to tap into the truth, the feeling, the knowing, the experience that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself through different lenses, different filters, different forms. So we won't just know that, we won't just think about that, we will be it, we will experience it, we'll feel it. So the limitations of consciousness being limited to our form and our body and our mind will be lifted. Consciousness will then be able to move freely in this planet, at least with the newcomers, the people born after 2027. We may experience pieces of this, we may have little glimpses, but because we're in the old hardware, we are probably not going to have the full capacity, but who knows what's possible. As far as what human design says, there will be new beings that are born after February 18th, 2027, that will have this full capacity for non-central awareness. These are beings that are also going to be primarily designed to operate in groups of three or more. So no longer the single human, no man is an island. We're looking at beings that don't even care about survival. They don't have a single cell in their body that has the remnants of needing to fight and hunt and kill or be killed, all this stuff that's kind of defined our experience for so long. They're going to be pure vessels of consciousness. And the more of them get together, the greater the bandwidth of consciousness they can hold, the more dimensionality that they can hold. And with more dimensionality comes more capacity for essentially like affecting change. You know, they're going to have abilities most likely that we can't even fathom because they're going to have direct access to everything. Whereas we have this kind of dial up connection, if you will, mo many of us, they're going to have, I don't even know what to call it, like beyond broadband, beyond what we even know is possible. So these new beings calling in these new levels of frequency are going to basically create in, in what I see is like frequency islands. You know, kind of like if you think of the biodome or, or just these uh, safe spaces that are essentially protected by the fact that there's more frequency. When there's 
higher frequency, it can't be overwhelmed by lower frequencies. The higher frequency will always win out. And that's why so much of the warfare on us has been to cut us off from these higher frequencies because when we can access, we can't be dominated, we can't be fooled, we can't be lied to, we can't be deceived. So the raves, as they're called in human design, are coming after 2027. And even though they have this immense power and capability to hold the coherence of our planet through one of the darkest periods perhaps that we might ever see of separation, subjugation, displacement, warfare, whatever, they're also going to be extremely vulnerable beings. They're not going to have the instinct to keep their body alive. They're going to need protectors, guides, guardians to hold the space for them to not only develop, but to come into connection with each other. Because not every child born after 2027 is going to be like this. It's going to be, it depends on the parents. And it's about the like cognitive architecture of the parents that you can see in the design. But I think that something that we both heart resonated on immediately uh, upon meeting is like the awareness of the importance of this new chapter And the fact that a lot of what's happening now, like connection between people like you and I and all the people that we work with and are, you know, that are brought into our our network is really about kind of setting up the grassroots or like the mycelial network that will be the hosting for these new beings. And now that I've said all that, I'm just curious what you see, what you feel and what you've received in terms of that timeline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the future is bright and these little kiddos, souls that have never incarnated ever before, like literally, um, are getting ready to come in and they're coming in hot like a fajita on a mission. And it is our job as parents um, to prepare the way to create these little healing centers, uh, mycelial networks that are all connected all around the earth, little hubs on high peaks high frequency grid point so that when these kids bring in that frequency they're literally going to be charging the crystals underneath the earth which is going to lift the frequency of the ley lines and you talk about 2027 as an important year and it is um and like people's higher selves are going to come online um earth uh, the universe is mathematical we're on a return cycle to source the schumann resonance the heartbeat the frequency which you can measure of mother earth is increasing the 26,000 something year uega cycles some people call it the golden age the age of aquarius and the frequency of mother earth is increasing on a return cycle to source and the parents have done so much work these little kids are coming in and it is our job to prepare as best as we can because these are the kids that are going to bring in the new earth i was shown in one of my heart protocol ceremonies 2030 it's going to be almost like a wormhole time separation zone which has been confirmed through chief phil lane jr one of the most powerful indigenous voices on the planet he's been preaching about the lesser peace on earth 2030 uh i found myself uh last year in burning man um holding one of the greatest native american uh chief crazy horses original peace pipe in a trailer passing this around with one of the biggest crypto dudes native american chiefs uh and and we're all talking about 2030 and I was like, yeah, what, what, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm in Ibiza and I'm holding these ceremonies, 2030, reverse engineering Gaia on Earth, 2030. Chief Phil Lane's been preaching about 2030, the lesser peace on Earth, 2030, which is three years after 2027. Um, and so, and I was like, yeah, I was shown in a vision that there's going to, people's higher selves are going to come online and there's going to be a polarization of free. 
if you want to say new earth systems which are based on transparency respect holarchy not hierarchy um, that are based on equality the sacred law of one and these people we're going to start preparing these hubs around the world that are all going to be connected with a new decentralized system uh, you don't need a middleman between you and God anymore. You don't need a middleman between you and your money anymore. You don't need a middleman between you and you are who you've been looking for. And so as we create these decentralized systems and little hubs around the world, these children are going to come in and they're coming in on a mission. We're going to have Jedi academies for them, uh, true educational systems, right? And these little kids are just going to come in and they're going to they're going to do so much beauty for mother earth and we're, you know it's our job to prepare for that to have it ready so you know every single star seed right now is talking about healing centers uh on different grid points and living in conscious community and preparing because yeah mother earth she given birth new earth but in order for do that she has to purge which means these wars these rumors of wars uh the floods uh, all these different things that were prophesied, you know, Bob Marley saying about his Zion, Jesus called it New Jerusalem, Eckhart Tolle calls it New Earth, call it what you want, but they were all tuning into the same timeline of Mother Earth when uh, you want to say heaven on earth being born. And I, I believe that we're in this really, really exciting timeline. Um, and yeah, it's good to be aware of the third dimensional timeline, but also understand for me, what came in today was uh, timelines are, there's no time only consciousness moving through different densities and history repeats itself the same off-planet people are doing the same on-planet techniques five people own 90 percent of the media whoever controls the scalar waves the radio waves the television waves controls the frequency the perception that goes into the people which then becomes corresponds to the dna it's a scalar wave battle um and so they prove they can shut down the entire world in two weeks and so it's really important that those who love peace must learn how to communicate, collaborate, and come together and with a spirit of abundance better than those who love war. And so what's happening in the Middle East, yes, be aware of it and send love and compassion to it, but also understand that that's the same timeline, fear timeline that they used once they had smallpox. It's the same exact timeline. Frequency is it's a timeline, determines the timeline. And so you can be aware of it, but choose to radiate and oscillate in love, joy, peace into a new earth. And, you know, it's important to be aware of the 3D, but also to understand that we're here to create a new oscillation frequency, a new earth. And that has to do with the eternal moment now and the frequency radiating from your heart, which Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is in your heart. And the more of us come together, E equals MC squared, energy equals mass not times not speed of light, but consciousness squared. So as we have like boards of 12 on each healing center, they're all communicating at the same time on high frequency grid points. And we're calling in primal light and primal sound as a group. It's gonna charge the crystals underneath the earth, which is gonna charge the ley lines of mother earth all at the same time. What is 144 squared, right? Energy equals MC squared. So that's gonna boom, lift the frequency and creating new, we're literally bringing down new timelines. And yeah, um, we've been shown like 2027, 2030, it, it, it's all happening. It's a really exciting time to be alive as a star seed and we chose to be here. So yeah, I think, I think like all of these prophetic timelines are, are speaking about this, this, this life and we're creating and fulfilling prophecies. Yep. And I think it's extremely important to anyone listening and resonating that 
we take this opportunity as it stands. It's not a time to postpone. It's not a time to be distracted. It's not a time to sleep on our own power, especially if you're lucky enough, privileged enough to receive a message like this or even know yourself in any level of depth. That's enough. It's time. And I just know that we can get kind of wrapped around ourselves in healing loops, you know, in processing loops, and we can lose sight of the ultimate goal, which is always beyond ourselves, because it's a gift of service we're giving back to the world as vessels of the love of the universe coming into form. So even for myself, hearing this and remembering this and reconnecting to my experience with the heart protocol, it's just so important that we do take, I don't want to say seriously, but that's what I mean, to take, not take this moment for granted, not take our, our self and our abilities for granted, and to know that, yes, this is, the time is now, there is no time, but we have everything we need in essence even though it in multitude multitude of ways seems like we may not we do have everything we need now and as these powerful carriers of frequency you know sometimes the most mundane actions on our part like going to a power spot or a place that looks very ordinary but maybe a power spot you know these are the ways that we're weaving this new energy into the planet and that's what it's all about it's all about empowering these grid lines with the right energy so that they can hold the coherence of the timeline that we want to see because it represents and reflects cosmic order, cosmic law, and higher love, not separation, control, and harvesting. And this sense of kind of being stuck in the past and trying to hold on to things that are past their expiration date, whether that's a timeline, a way of life, a, way, a belief system, anything like that. So, you know, we, as you said, we may see these external conflicts and get emotionally caught up in them or take sides and all this stuff. And I've always been one to not take sides because there's a greater awareness there that there's the people that are behind these events and then there's the people behind the people behind, you know, or the energies behind energies behind the people that are behind these events. And ultimately, sometimes the most confusing force in this world is Gaia herself, you know, in what she creates for us as either an opportunity or a challenge. In my experience, the things that we have maybe seen as the things that are, that put us in the most victimized state, like things that we've interpreted as, oh, the big, bad darkness has created this. I've seen glimpses that maybe actually those things were actually put in motion by Gaia's consciousness in a way to give us that needed pressure to push us to activate to become aware and to actualize our gifts so this is the clarion call and it's funny that for years and years and years healing centers have been you know a talk thing like just in my networks to the degree where I was like oh yeah everybody wants a healing center like who cares like what, we're just going to all just keep healing and keep healing? But no, there's this deeper truth behind it that they are kind of these hub zones for what's coming next. And so if you find yourself 
in the presence of people involved in such things or directly connected to such things, see the deeper meaning there. It's not just about healing us, it's about future generations, it's about nurturing those who will be able to carry us over the finish line. We're kind of the early arrivals, the first responders in a way in terms of this chunk of, of Earth's history. And we're brave and it's almost like a, there is a sacrifice involved because many of us will maybe not see the ultimate progression of where it's all going, but we will. You know, part of us will, some aspect of us will. Um, I think that the frequency of this conversation carries everything that's needed for all those that it's going to reach. And um, is there anything else that people should know about now with regards to your work or just in general? No, I just want to, you know, reiterate uh, what you just said, um, you know, uh, divine neutrality, unified polarity, um, you know, so separation is an illusion. And so in, in some ways, I, we are all we are all one. And so there is a perfect love that casts out all fear. There is a viewpoint, a perception where you can literally see what's happening and choose to remain neutral. And what we fight, we become. Your attention is your currency. Where you put your attention, you're creating more of that. So it's cool to be aware and observe as these collapses, wars, and you know, flood, natural disasters are going to continue to happen. And Gaia, you, you touched upon us. How confusing is it to have this amazing divine mother essence, which has a consciousness, which has a heartbeat, which has agreed and allowed this to happen. She, she chooses, she's allowing. The greatest gift ever given to humanity is free will choice. And so also our attention. So what we fight, we become, what we judge becomes the shadow. So don't fight the system create a new one shift our attention be aware of what's happening and shift our timeline our attention and get involved uh your truth people need to hear your truth your truth can set other people free the truth will set you free that I, that me and dylan can't reach your truth can help those people and so get involved with these healing centers get involved with projects that produce peace on earth get involved um, and let's the more of us push shift our attention to a new way, a new earth, a new system, uh, decentralized finance, um, a way of come together in community and amplify that intention if you can. And, 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 and another thing is like if you need help, reach out, reach out. You are not alone. We are all one and love connects. And I feel like our collective consciousness is finally reaching a place. Uh, where we can come together, not judge each other and say, hey guys, I need, you know, this is like, I'm going through something. Can you help me? And we can start like really collaborating, communicating, helping, healing together, not only healing. And once we heal, man, celebrating and have a little bit of fun because as, as Dylan said, higher oscillation entrains lower vibration. We're on a return cycle to source. When that higher self comes online, watch out, right? Because the lower self eventually doesn't stand a chance. Love wins higher oscillation in trains. And so this is, for me, the most epic love story ever. Uh, the return of a billion or more souls back to source, fulfilling the original intention of source to experience itself in many ways. 
and to come back and expand the knowledge of the one and you are a living record of, of almighty living god creator source you are who you've been looking for everything you need is inside of you take a look inside and you will find you are who you've been looking for the whole time you are the angel you are the guru g you are you uh, you are the inner christ activate your 12 stranded dna your avatar self and bring back that living record book back to source and have some fun doing it and find your tribe vibe high find your tribe and when you find them love them hard um and uh we haven't even had breakfast yet so let's have a little bit of fun um and welcome these kids man i'm excited about the future's bright welcoming these kids so yeah absolutely that was a to finish that was a, a huge message in my heart protocol experience it was returning throughout my journey that the guides were kind of like yeah life is a party like why aren't you celebrating yeah. and that like, really stayed with me yeah yeah oh brother i feel that oh yeah. all right my friend my brother thank you so much for being here today and sharing your love and your truth with everyone earth ascending thanks you and we'll have the proper channels if people are looking for connection with you whichever way that you see fit and we're grateful to you for all your service thank you so much thanks for having me on bro appreciate it of course bye everybody see you next time oh here we go